Welcome to Rocking Our Prize. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. And right now I'm with Professor Joanne Kim, who's Assistant Professor at the KDI School of Public Policy and Management. And she has just done some fantastic new experimental research. Professor Kim, welcome. Hi, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> okay, so right now, a bit of background. Apologies for the noise. The two of us are eating beef tartare with egg and radish, as well as live octopus. It is delicious. And Professor Kim has been telling me about her amazing new paper. Okay, so tell me what you did. So uh, my paper is about examining hostile sexism among Korean population. Yes. So it's a quantitative study. And then I ask, what is the sources of hostile sexism, which is rising in South Korea, which doesn't make sense because the younger generation conventionally are considered to be more egalitarian compared to the older generation. But we see a rising hostility, especially among young men. And I was asking why. Mm -hmm. And then I collected information from the nationally representative sample of 2,000 men and women, uh, mostly young population, and then randomly allocate them into three groups. Mm -hmm. So one group is control group, and then they didn't receive any information and then just directly asked about their opinions about women and men and the society. And then the second group, they receive information about, you know, um, potentially rising unemployment rates that I prime these threats that, you know, AI is taking our jobs away and 50% of the job will disappear in the near future. Yes. And then another group, the rest, uh, receive information that, you know, um, the proportion of never married men is rapidly rising in South Korea. And then in the near future, nearly half of men will remain never married. Yes. And it's another type of threat. Uh -huh. And I compare their attitudes towards women, men, and the society. So interestingly, among the general male and female population, I didn't find any differences among treatment group and then control group. Meaning that, you know, receiving information about economic threat, marriage threat, didn't really change your attitudes about women and men among the general population. But when I confine my results to men who reported downward mobility, so he, here downward mobility is that these men perceive that their socioeconomic status is lower than their parents' socioeconomic status. And then when they receive this information, especially the threats about marriage, the rapid rise of uh, never married men, and then they were significantly more likely to be hostile towards women but interestingly, they didn't, their attitudes towards Korean government and society didn't change right. when they received this information. And is this all men feel this hostility, reacting this way? So it doesn't matter depending on age? Mm, yeah, it doesn't matter depending on their age and also um, their objective socioeconomic status. So, for example, the unemployed men and men who are in a non regular employment and men who are highly educated, it didn't matter. So, it's about perception of downward mobility. This is so amazing and so fantastic. So I think there are other studies and they show that in economically lagging regions, men are more likely to vote for the far right or express hostile sexism. What you do with this experimental research is show, in Korea at least, a major driver is when men feel that they're being romantically jilted mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's tied to this downward mobility. Mm -hmm. It's so fantastic. Okay, here is a question. Mm -hmm. What do you think could be done about this? So the key message here is absolutely when we want to understand what's the sources of hostile sexism, it's not just the men's problem, it's the downward mobility. Right. So we need to delve deeper into what explains this perception of downward mobility. Right. Because 
it's not really consistent. It's not that working class men and or men who lack economic resources are particularly more likely to report downward mobility. It's not like that. It's mainly middle class men who have college degree and then who are working hard to get this college degree, but somehow they're facing these declining opportunities to live up to middle class expectation. They're resented by this growing gender equality. So No, I think that's a brilliant point. So I, th- I saw a study just yesterday where back in 2007, 50% of Korean parents expected their children to achieve upward mobility, but now it's more like 28% think that Korea is meritocratic. So as more people believe that social mobility is restrained and restricted, as more people believe that it's really tough to get up into the top, that they're really struggling, that there is a scarce bundle of goods, then like uh, Professor Stancheva argues that you might see these zero-sum mentalities, this emergence of resentment and blaming women. But specifically, it's not just about any kind of resentment, it's feeling that you're going down compared to your parents and then the idea of being unwanted by women. Yeah, I think that's also um, specifically the core reason to explain extremely low fertility rates in South Korea. Yes. So a lot of people are very afraid that their kids are not going to live up to them. Despite hard work and deferred gratification, they're not going to live like uh, middle class. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I think you're right that when when we talk about policy options, one is to try to build a, a, or at least a perception of a more meritocratic society where everyone can thrive, mm-hmm. yet in the, way, yes, in the way that everyone is trying to thrive at the moment is just parents, you know, exhausting themselves with time and money investing on their children's education. <coughs> Do you think that anything can be done, like what about uh, more foreign brides, for example, like reducing restrictions on immigration? Like if there is this, if, there, if, there, if your experimentally primed result you know, reflects something real that, you know, for example, in Korea, due to parents' choices 30 years ago, there is a surplus of men, right? So there is a surplus of men and lots of men are remaining single. You know, if, if one of the problems is not just the economic competition, but also men constantly being jilted or yes, yes. Like that's something that could be reduced by re- reducing restrictions. Like I know there are already many Chinese and Vietnamese brides. Maybe you could reduce hostile sexism by, you know, preventing men from being un- un- involuntary single, like re- allowing more immigration? I'm not so sure. Oh, really? Okay, tell me. I'm not so sure because one of the reasons is that men feel resented because they're not achieving kind of mating opportunities yes. to a woman that they originally desire. Ah, I see, So right. in Korea... I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, yes, but yes, they yes. consider foreign bride as um, kind of a um, lower class right, compared right, to the right, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Korean brides, I guess. So, um, so we still have the stereotypes that the men who marry foreign brides, especially yes. coming from uh, lower income countries, mm-hmm. are lower status. Right, yes, so, yes, I totally agree. Yes, so they will still feel like they haven't achieved the status that they are supposed to achieve as and, men. And I think you, you hit on this key point that I totally agree with. It's about the achievement of status. Mm, status. And people care about status. Mm. So you want to be the guy with the nice house, the nice car, mm. and the nice bride. Mm. Though I wonder if there were more foreign brides, then that might normalize it and it might cease to be seen as lower status. Mm, I'm 
I'm not so sure, but mm. I see a lot of um, interesting YouTube contents right. nowadays among Korean men. It's getting more popular, and then they kind of make it as well. They are dating Vietnamese young woman, and she, she's super pretty, and she has fair skin compared to Korean woman. And then it's they're kind of promoting this idea that it's better status than marrying to um, you know, a, like not nice Korean woman. Not nice means that right, right. Yes, yes, you know, not fan for me. The, I, I learned a new term the other day, hexagon. Hexagon. Ah, let me teach you something. <laughs> so, I'm an old generation. <laughs> so, so when I, I was out the other night with a young Korean woman in a cool bar, mm. and she was telling me, yeah, she and her friends care about hexagon, uh -huh. and that is having um, a partner with their parents having a good education, okay. their face, their body, their occupation. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, so it was like, yes, yeah, so it was a bunch of like these indicators about what matter. Hexagonism. So it requires like six components. Yes, yes, exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, the six okay. components of the ideal oh, partner. <laughs> so when when people are setting each other up on these mm. blind dates, mm. they care about the hexagon. Oh, I see. I I, I need to learn. About that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is super super awesome. So this is Professor Kim's new research showing that if men perceive downward mobility and are primed with. Uh, information that there's a scarcity of brides and men are more likely to remain unmarried mm -hmm. and then they tend to endorse hostile sexism which yes. is a growing trend in South, in Korea. South Korea. Thank you very much Professor Kim. Thank you.